Happy Thursday and welcome to Not Boring. I'm here with Doug and Bruce. He's the CEO of Pods. They're building an audio news feed that wrangles all of the entropy going on in the podcasting space today. So we're going to get into what's going on in audio, how discovery is such a challenge and how Pods is tackling that challenge with a little bit of Doug's history. So let's start there, Doug. You've had a a fascinating entrepreneurial journey. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to start Pods? Um, yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's so great to be with you today, Packy, on, on the newsletter. Um, I've been sort of a, a creative entrepreneur um, my entire career. Our team is probably best known for launching an app called Quickie at TechCrunch Disrupt back in the OG uh, Silicon Valley days um, in 2011. Uh, funny enough, I was actually just reflecting on the experience. We actually... Um, beat uh, uh, Cloudflare to place number one at at Disrupt back in the day. And I just checked uh, Cloudflare's uh, stock price. Uh, It's now a $20 billion company. So yeah, we've been at this, uh, we've been at this a while. Um, But yeah, no, we have, we have a team with deep experience in consumer mobile. So Quickie um, originally started as an application um, on the web, if anybody remembers the, the web. Um, that that basically generated narrative video search results based on on keyword input, and so you know it was a pre-Siri kind of first of that kind of generation of um, of voice and visual response um, that was that was machine generated, and that was that was a wild a wild journey. Um, we actually um, eventually pivoted that that company, kind of tried tried to boil the ocean. With this original search product that got a lot of buzz, but was just sort of out of our um, engineering scope, and we pivoted that company into an iPhone application that was the first of its kind um, that used machine learning to basically elevate events from your camera roll, and then uh, select automatically the best photos and videos from those events, and create a short um, a short video to share, and that was sort of our our first and our first big hit. Um, launched it in 2013 as mobile video, similar to audio now, um, was starting to, to, to really accelerate. And we're lucky enough to get the interest of several acquirers and wound up um, being acquired into Yahoo and being part of that Yahoo renaissance, <laughs> as, as we called it then. Um, and just learning a ton uh, from Marissa Meyer, who I think is one of the most underrated leaders in tech, uh, about creating daily habits. And, and, and so we're back, uh, we're back to doing that, uh, trying to do that again. Amazing. So yeah, you guys were on the machine learning game before it was before it was cool and before everybody had to say it. And you're back with another product that genuinely I was blown away by. You know, you hear a lot about you know machine learning or AI and all the magical things that it can do. When you sent me an audio clip of some of the podcasts that I had recorded and it picked out the spot that uh, that was you know to me the thesis of the piece that I had written and the thesis of a five thousand and nine thousand word thing, I was blown away. So can you tell me about? what pods does and a little bit about how it uses machine learning to do that. Yeah, sure. So um, I I think that's such an important theme. The idea that machine learning can be used as a creative tool is again, just thematically what our team has been thinking about, um, you know, pretty much for, for, for our entire careers. And so when we, when we left Yahoo, uh, we all sort of got recruited out into different places. Um, Our creative director went to Airbnb um, we, we just, you know, again, we had such a kind of such a, a deep, a deep bench and we all decided to come back together in about 2017 and we started an incubator 
and began piloting ideas around this core concept of machine learning as a creative tool. And we looked at a lot of different mediums and just noticed that in audio specifically, there was such a disconnect between the amount and the quality of content being produced and the amount and sort of frequency of content being consumed. And so we looked at that and using this, this again, this kind of core thesis of how do you use machine learning to generate better creative output? Uh, we looked at audio and we realized that part of the kind of, um, part of like the pattern of audio consumption, and the reason it wasn't necessarily becoming this daily habit that you would expect based on the quality, is that really all podcasts were doing was kind of taking this traditional format, almost like radio talk shows and putting it online. There was no step in terms of digitally transforming it, right? And we think that because audio files obviously are so long and are so hard to share in social, they kind of get left behind. Um, and the data supports this. So if you look at daily consumption of social media, I don't know, there's billions and billions of users, but even the most popular podcast, The Daily, it only has um, about 5 million daily listens. And so we thought, well, wow, how do you take this long form content and transform it and make it relevant for an audience trained on social media, trained to consume short form? And we thought, wouldn't it be amazing if, if machine learning could be leveraged to sort of pick the best, as you mentioned, the best clip of any audio file. And, and again, we started with podcasts and deliver that um, to, to users and to all of us uh, in a feed similar to um, other consumption experiences that have proved really sticky. So TikTok, you know, Instagram stories, kind of th th those were our North Star. So could you somehow, somehow take the raw materials of audio and combine it with modern consumption formats uh, and, and create an experience that people return to daily that increased the overall consumption of audio and saved us from, and I know we've talked about this, the horrible kind of social media maelstrom that we all find ourselves in every day this like vanity fair and envy parade. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've been listening to podcasts, I think since 2009, when I was working in investment banking, I would put Ben Simmons or Bill Simmons on in the background. I'm a Sixers fan. So I said Ben Simmons, but Bill Simmons on in the background. But, you know, over that, the intervening kind of 11 years, I've listened to so many of the same podcasts over and over. And sometimes something will pop into the feed. How are you solving that discovery problem? Because I always want to find new podcasts. And then I'm like, you know what? I, I know this one's going to be at least pretty good. So I'm going to go listen to this old one again. How does Pod solve that discovery? And how can you help me find new stuff that I'm going to love? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is amazing. You know, we, we think about social media as personality driven. Um, and it is personality driven, right? But because these um, experiences that we use every day and, and these social media apps are so well engineered in terms of their network effects, you know, the, the cross-pollination of like users and, and interests and, and sort of this idea that rising tide lifts all ships uh, and, you know, follow uh, influencers supporting each other, promoting each other. None of that can happen in audio right now uh, because the experience is so siloed. And so we think by transforming um, audio content and merchandising it into its uh, kind of key kind of, um, you know, sort of like uh, uh, its most important bits and, and, and just making it quite frankly, shorter and more impactful um, and, and introducing that, that merchandised uh, really high density content into a consumption experience that mimics social, we, we can bridge that gap. But, you know, as a matter of fact, if you look at the top 50 podcasts, um, and this was, I don't know, this was from yesterday's data, literally only five of the top 50 podcasts are uh, independently produced. So you have, you know, like all of this, all of this attention 
uh, focused on these personalities that are all like almost in and of themselves legacy publishers. Like how long has Joe Rogan been podcasting for, you know, a decade? I don't think there's one of the top 50 that that has recently broken through. Maybe you get a pop when a celebrity like Jason Bateman, you know, just kind of tries his hand at, at audio, uh, which he did recently. Um, but but really, it is, um, it, it's just a list that doesn't really change all that frequently because it, it's just audio right now. It's just such a legacy product. And it's fascinating, right? Because I spent a lot of a lot of time on Twitter and none of the content that I consume is from major publishers. It's all from these kind yeah. of individual people who live in these weird niches and whether they're in FinTwit and there's somebody who works at a hedge fund and, and operates under a pseudonymous account and has these really rich insights or somebody who is in the direct-to-consumer space and can kind of bring the inside view. None of that comes from kind of the polished material that a brand's put, brand puts out. And I know that a lot of that content is happening in podcasts, but it's just so hard to figure out where to find it, right? Like I, I just yeah. saw, and we were just talking about this Axios post that came yesterday that cited that the, the median podcast has 124 downloads. That's mm-hmm. that's nothing. So how do you use the machine learning? I know it's a, a bit of a black box, but you have this really interesting process that goes into picking out the best bits. How do you kind of combine the human and the machine to figure out what is going to resonate with people? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, look, I think that, that, that the whole problem is just a frequency problem and an input problem, right? Because podcasts are siloed uh, and, and there's like the, the, the frequency of consuming them is, is just so low. You don't generate the kind of signals that all these other apps and platforms are generating to, to train uh, the ML on, on, on kind of what to, what to show you and, and, and create those affinities um, between different sources, right? Which is what, again, what, what social media does so well. So machine learning is, is, and our CTO could probably give you a much deeper dive here, but you know, even from kind of a macro level, it's just really a garbage in, um, garbage out problem. So in terms of our specific algorithm, right, and, and our model um, that we built, and you know, pods ultimately will become a creative platform, but we did start with discovery and we did start algorithm and, and model kind of training first. Um, because at the core, we decided to be a technology company first and, and then build the creative tools later. Uh, but it was, you know, it was, um, it wasn't easy. It, it, it was just a team of uh, really ex- like focused, experienced uh, audio editors and journalists that essentially listened to about 100,000 hours of audio and tagged um, the most interesting parts. And then over about a year, um, or gosh, I guess several years now, uh, we just kept iterating and improving that model and, and just building uh, internal feedback loops, which we're now really excited to expose to the public because, you know, again, as a machine learning driven company, an AI driven company, uh, our value is in the data that we collect and in creating that flywheel, right? And you see that with TikTok who, you know, hopefully we don't, you know, I don't know if we'll be able to do this. Hopefully we'll get lucky enough, but, you know, they've invested billions of dollars in, 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 uh, funneling traffic uh, kind of into into the top of that system, right? And and they were able to get out ahead of anybody else and generate all these different signals. Um, and that's why your TikTok feed, you know, becomes so personalized. So basically, we you know we dog fooded and, and trained the model internally. Um, and now you know through through folks using the app, we'll be start training that model externally, and hopefully that creates our moat, right, and delivers everyone a, a better experience and closes this consumption gap in audio. That's just so terrible because, you know, I, I was a podcast fan, but I'd never kind of gotten to know all these podcast creators. And there just are so many passionate, amazing folks um, that just deserve like such bigger audiences. 
um, and, and they just can't find them right now. There's something that we talked about in one of our earlier conversations that I think is a really fascinating concept. So you talked about the role of the human kind of audio editors and journalists in tagging and filtering through the content that had been created. But then those hosts that you're talking about now are also this other filter where there's human beings out in the world picking the most interesting people to talk to on any given topic. So that's kind of one level of filtering. And then from there, you take that content and then you filter the best bits from those conversations and expose the best conversations to people. So it is fascinating to me how humans are in the loop in, in so many different areas in this in this product and in the industry more broadly. Yeah, no, I think that like these podcast hosts are are the curator, are the curator class. Um, and if you, you know, what what I'm excited about is kind of all the secondary features that this level of indexing. Um, allows us to, to experiment with and hopefully eventually implement. And so you can imagine, and it's it's not great now, so maybe don't try this just yet. We have a lot of work to do on Elasticsearch, but um, you know, you have these incredibly passionate, thoughtful people with deep knowledge in their subject area, as you said, curating their sources, the folks they're interviewing on these podcasts. Then we're applying out algorithmically elevating the best pieces of content in that already kind of curated audio, right? And so you can imagine that when you search pods um, for any given keyword, eventually you should surface really best of the best, very unique, high density content. Um, and that, you know, that we think is, is sort of the ultimate experience that, that we're trying to create. Imagine typing in, you know, COVID vaccine and getting opinions from top subject matter experts in this, in this incredible uh, feed. Of, of short, again, high density clips. And what's really funny, Packy, is if you think back to, you know, the fact entrepreneurs probably only have one good idea in their lifetimes, you know, this, this was the experience we tried to create with Quickie, right? It's just, it was, it was too difficult trying to boil the ocean and, and kind of bring this idea to life at web scale. But we think with, with audio, um, with audio, we, we can get much closer to the, to this experience where again, you provide, some kind of input, um, and and on the fly, this this media feels like it's produced for you to inform you about it, and we feel like that's a little taste of the future. We're really excited about it. I mean, you couldn't have picked a, a better time to launch this product, right? So, if you started this journey in 2011, you started working on pods in 2017, or on what would become pods in 2017, and you're launching the beta now in 2021. Clubhouse just announced a one billion dollar valuation. Who? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard, heard of Clubhouse? Of yeah, no, yeah, they're they're apparently a pretty pretty big uh, small app out of out of California. Um, so Clubhouse, Twitter is releasing Spaces. Spotify claims that they've doubled uh, via Anchor the amount of podcasts that were created last year. Uh, podcast listening, I think, was up one hundred and eighty nine percent last year. It's a golden age, at least for audio production. Walk us through kind of just the industry landscape right now as you see it and where pods fits in with all of that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I look, I think it's obvious that audio reached an inflection point. We're probably not the only, you know, team working in consumer that, that realized that or, or, or are excited about it. Although I'll tell you, it's, it's, you know, I think we are one of the only teams actually still building consumer mobile apps. It's funny if you read the, the clubhouse um, press announcement on their huge, whatever billion dollar round, Literally, I think that the founder, um, uh, Paul or whoever, writes, you know, yeah, we came back together after we were acquired into Pinterest. 
And we decided to take one last shot at building a consumer app. And literally, the, you know, you know that, that's what it feels like. But I think for folks like us that think about consumer behavior and, and you know, just behavior as human beings, um, when, we, when we pivoted uh, Quickie to, to mobile video, the inflection point there was the iPhone's camera just starting to get higher and higher quality and realizing that so much more content um, what was going to be created by virtue of, of the fact that, you know, basically SLR quality um, video and photo uh, capabilities are now in everybody's pocket, right? So if you think about consumer behavior shifts, they all basically happen based on, you know, platforms. And I'm sure you've written about or will write about the move to AR as kind of the next step. But folks really missed the move to audio. And I think like, yes, it's like all great things, obvious in retrospect, what we saw back in 2017, 18, and, and the reason we started focusing on audio, not just our own habits changing, but we saw a hardware platform shift and noticed that um, I think something like three times the amount of AirPods were sold in, in the first year of that product being available as were iPhones in the first year of that product. I can get the data, but I think like 2017, you saw like 15 million AirPods sold. You actually got that exactly right. I was just looking that that up and it's now grown to the the Bernstein estimate was 85 million AirPods sold in 2020. So it it started out hot and it's gotten faster. I think if it keeps up that growth next year, it will be Apple's third highest grossing product. Yeah, no. And and, and listen, I think it just, it's just, first of all, I think people are tired of, of, um, of just focusing on on their screens, right? I think like the, the beautiful thing about audio is that it's a it's a passive medium, so you can be active while consuming it. Um, and we have a lot more work to do there in terms of audio control of our app, and and we're thinking about that. Um, you know, we're thinking about that that all the time. But but yeah, I think it, it was just like it was just a, a sort of an obvious behavior shift, platform shift, um, and you know, it, it, it it's just it's still a mess. You know, we're surprised that no one solved the audio uh, discovery problem and we're excited. It remains, you know, an opportunity. And then, you know, to your point about the, the desire for folks to build their audio footprint, again, I think, you know, it's, it's, there's only so many photos and videos you can, you know, you can capture an audio content. It's, it's, it's by its nature, it's very deep, thoughtful. Um, and, and I think, you know, a better medium for the folks that have, I don't want to say been alienated uh, from social media, but don't have some of those, um, you know, those skills are required to build uh, today's world what, what amounts to a significant following. Absolutely. And even, I mean, compared to writing, so it's interesting, we're recording this as I'm in the middle of writing uh, an essay for tomorrow on, on audio and, and how pods fits into that. And I'm down in the basement slaving away for hours on that piece. And then we can just set up a Zoom, hit record and have this conversation and get a ton of richness out of that that is really hard, impossible to capture in the written word in the same amount of time. So I think there's something fascinating there. If you can pull the signal out from all of that audio noise, there's just a ton, a ton there. Yeah, look, what's exciting about the medium, and I think this is not, you know, not to make this another podcast or whatever about Clubhouse, (laughs) but um, I think that's what the folks at Clubhouse realized is that um, the the kind of uh, biggest benefit of audio is that it's a medium folks are trained to collaborate on. And it's so easy to collaborate. Um, you know, you, you don't have to appear on, on video. It's like we can talk over, interrupt each other. Our collaboration can have a natural flow. Folks are trained on it from doing conference calls for ages. Um, even though I, you know, I would, I would shudder to think what... Uh, a podcast series of conference calls is like, um, but but I think it's it's look we all have that muscle memory, um, and it's 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 nice to talk to people and not just be behind a screen. 
hundred percent agree. And it's interesting. You brought up, you brought up AR as kind of the next platform shift. And I've definitely written about that. Definitely written about kind of snaps role in it, written about kind of the metaverse and what that looks like. And the thing to me, that's so interesting about audio is that it's the kind of connective tissue that weaves all the different platforms together, right? Like if you're at home watching a movie or playing a video game, but then you need to get in your car and go somewhere else, you can keep the conversation going in your ears or you can listen to a podcast. And that's the thing that, you know, even as your friends maybe continue to play Fortnite, you put your AirPods in and you're still talking to them, even if you're not playing the game. So audio can kind of fit in all sorts of different places. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, we talk about podcasting and that's where you're focused first, but there is an absolute ton of audio being produced as all the meetings that we held in person are now happening online as more people spend time in discord and video games. How do you think about kind of corralling all of that audio over time? No, yeah, I think that um, I think that what's exciting. Well, well, first of all, what's exciting about audio is it does give us a peek into the future, and I think why folks are so, um, or so kind of portends why folks are so excited about AR because the vision of any great like consumer technologist um, or or whatever. I, I think it's you know you try to build products and you try to create technology that fades into the background, and so the idea of this you know persistent kind of assistant, right? Like this, this vision of what Siri could eventually become, which, you know, one of, one of the best films I think of the last 10 years was her because it just articulated technologies, you know, positive and negative role as it becomes more and more a part of our everyday life and uh, becomes a utility, you know, like, like electric and, and power, the internet and that layer, uh, that AR layer and audio layer on top is becoming really a utility. Yeah. It just, it just fades in the background. And I think that's why audio is, is so powerful. And, and yes, to your point, it's really easy to produce. And there's a lot of it. Like we were just talking this morning to the co-founders of um, Minerva, which is a really cool company. Um, and, and I guess one of the co-founders operated this conference called Startup Grind for years. And, and he's like, you know, I've got 200 hours of these panels that are incredible and I just don't know what to do with. It. So yeah, I think there's definitely a role for this algorithm and this technology we've built, uh, this transformative layer uh, that can make any content that exists uh, relevant in the age of, of social media where people want to consume short form. So, so I think that that is an important and differentiating factor about pods is it, yeah, it's a, it's a true platform in that um, it can resurrect sort of this existing supply and, and modernize it and, and make it merchandisable and distributable. So when we're talking about merchandising and distribution, I have to ask, what's the pods business model for all of the hype about podcasts this year, it's maybe between $800 million and $1 billion in, in ad revenue growing really fast, 22% CAGR, but where does pods fit into that? And how can you kind of expand the the market? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's look, it's a great question. Um, you know, to, to us, you know, in, cons- in consumer mobile, this, this is all an experiment. I mean, we're, we're barely sort of an, an official company. We're just product people you know, trying to make that dent in, in the universe. But but I do think that if you just kind of back up and just look macro at at audio, it's sort of like underrepresented, it's underconsumed, it's under monetized. You know, I I want this company to do nothing less than, you know, quadruple the amount of podcasts being consumed. And as you do that, I think you create a lot of monetization opportunities, both uh, paid for, you know, I think if we can connect the right creators with the right audience, similar to what you're doing with Substack, there's an opportunity to convert those folks, especially through our format, which is sort of like lead generation for audio. You preview the best minute and then you want to consume more. I think there's a, a marketplace component um, if we can reach scale. And then, of course, if you can reach scale, 
and transform audio into more, into a more feed-based consumption mechanic. There's lots of folks, you know, who are a lot smarter than I am who figured out how to monetize the crap out of that. Not that we want to, you know, uh, fill the pod speed with ads, but, but I think at scale, if we can transform audio in the way we hope we can, I think there'll be plenty of monetization opportunities. This one's a little off script, but I have to ask, given your experience selling Quickie to Yahoo before and given all of the kind of acquisition activity in the space going on right now, how do you view staying independent versus kind of getting the muscle of a Spotify or even Amazon is jumping into the game, Twitter's jumping into the game? How yeah. do you view kind of uh, Pod's place in that ecosystem and and, and just M&A generally? I mean, look, it, it's, it is... The reason you see Clubhouse is rounded a billion dollars, and you know I've, I've been trying to do this for a decade. It's really hard to create a habit, and if you do, I mean, forget about it's 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 literally priceless, right? It's it's it's. I mean, it becomes you know a a, a must own piece of of um, piece of the world for kind of for these larger players. You know, of course, every entrepreneur starts. I mean, it's just too hard to do this stuff if you think you're just going to wind up selling it. You know, I, I literally, when we went TechCrunch at Quickie, I was 10 years younger and much more optimistic, I guess. But I remember grabbing the mic being like, we're going to change the world. Um, you know, we, we didn't. But I think that, you know, we could have started a much more reasonable enterprise SaaS company if we wanted a quick exit or any exit. <laughs> um, and and I think, you know, we, we really are in this to build a habit and build an independent company if, if we get that opportunity um, and not you know very few exist in audio and it's kind of the last well for now besides if you think of you know five years out to AR sort of the last big blue ocean consumer category and we're just excited we've gotten this far because it has not been easy there's not a lot of support uh, for new consumer mobile um, experiences until there is right and until your clubhouse and oh my gosh this is going to become another great platform and, and everybody kind of flocks to it investors users yeah, it does seem like the space is heating up a little bit for consumer social again at this point. So another thing with the audio, with consumer social, even though it's been a decade-long journey, you picked the kind of exact right point to to be launching this. Yeah, um, I, I, now we just have to execute, right? And that's 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 the key. So speaking of execution, you're in kind of alpha right now. You're about to go into beta. What does the next three to six months for pods look like? Yeah, so I mean, I, look, I think that um, the, you know, the, the 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 content creation engine is finally performing really well. I mean, thank you for your your feedback. I think we've we've gotten that that piece right, and and I think the fundamental experience probably isn't going to change much. So now it's just about driving reengagement and growth. Um, you know, audio is not inherently social, um, and and we have to figure out how to how to make it so, um, but. But ultimately, you know, our growth will come from our transformation into a creative platform. And so what we want to do initially is just test this format. Um, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're doing that in beta. So this is an experience, the idea that, you know, these these 60 second sound bites are compelling enough to re-engage folks daily. Is this an experience people want to return to? Um, that's step one. And if we, if we can get them to do that, then how do we grow the top of the funnel? Um, and then ultimately, how do we make it a 360 degree experience that you could create into? So I think it's 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 you know define the define the the appeal of the format and then grow the format. Do you see? I mean, the only thing easier than creating a thirty to sixty minute podcast is creating a one minute podcast. Do you see uh, the potential for pods to kind of reshape how people produce audio as well? 
It's so interesting you mentioned that um, because obviously we, along kind of this journey of, of, the, of transforming and elevating pieces of content, we did it. We, we had several attempts at, at creating content. It's really hard to create short, compelling content. In fact, we think it's a lot easier and why we invested so much in, in this in this model that we built. It's a lot easier um, to kind of pick highlights from a lengthy recording session and for people to be verbose, I guess, like I am being <laughs> and, and kind of find the best bits. Uh, than it is for us to have a focused one minute rehearsed conversation or pitch. Um, that That's again, why I think audio is such a special medium because you can kind of just keep going and and discover thoughts and, and discover the nuggets of greatness along the way rather than having to, to prepackage them. Um, but then you can still, I think, rival the information density of other mediums if we're able to elevate those. And, and you know, the fact we can do it automatically, I think is pretty compelling. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I write 5,000 to 9,000 words. I think when I'm writing that each one of them is important. And then I listen yeah. <laughs> to my pod's highlights and I'm like, you know what? All I think I probably could have just said that one minute piece and people would have gotten most of the yeah. most of the idea. So I'm going to ask you a tough question and we're going to see how you do. The algorithm, I think, is right. We're going to see how you do. What do you think the minute of this conversation is that the algorithm is going to pick out? You know, that that's what's so magic about it. I have no idea. I was just present speaking. Um, and I, you know, we'll let, we'll let the algorithm do its job. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I hope I sound articulate, um, and, and like a, uh, you know, like someone that's invented you know, to invent something important. I don't know. I, I think you we'll, did. We'll find out. <laughs> so how can people try support, improve, how can people interact with pods? Yeah. So I think, you know, no, number one, it's just, it's, if people will just try the experience, right. And, and, and we just need to start collecting the signals, the feedback. Um, largely that comes in the form of completing our, our beta survey. I know we're gonna figure out um, some way to, to get that to a certain threshold and then donate to a charity of your choice, um, which we're really excited about. So, so yes, if you can go and just complete that survey, which I think is gonna be linked to in your piece, um, that, you know, that is the starting point. And then of course, we'll just, you know, we'll learn from, from metrics like any other company and just try to improve the experience and create this rising tide to, to lift all ships and hopefully grow the market for all these amazing audio creators of which we hope you'll, you'll be one. Uh, We're doing it right now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'll, I'll certainly link to the survey in the show notes, Uh, go to the, your favorite app store and download pods. um, And we'll put the social only on, only on iOS right now. I I think most of my listeners, if, if uh, anchor is to be believed (laughs) are on iOS. So that is their favorite, their favorite uh, app store, but, uh, and I'll link to the, to pod social, but Doug, Thank you so much. It's been so much fun exploring the world of audio with you through this. And and I could not be more bullish on what you're building at Pod. So thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. We, we remain huge fans. And uh, thanks for being interested in uh, what we're building. Absolutely. Have a good day. Awesome. You too.